Welcome to Real Estate Uncovered, presented by the Real Estate Inspection Company, where we interview every type of real estate industry expert to uncover some common and not so common real estate topics. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Real Estate Uncovered. I'm Philippe Heller, and today we've got a special guest, Chaz Castello from Urban Tech. And I tell you, this is one of the most um, uh, important interviews that we've done, and it's so important for your safety, especially especially if you live out in the backcountry. Uh, so I'm really excited. Chaz, uh, why don't you give us a quick introduction and history about your company? Hi, I'm Chaz Costello, and uh, I have a wildfire defense company I own with my father, Charles Costello Sr. Um, we're based out of San Diego, and uh, we've been in business for about three years. Um, really what we do, um, that's our prime focus, is we have a fireproof uh, house cover that we can deploy over uh, homeowners' homes during wildfires. Uh, it's similar to like a fumigation tent. We can kind of piece it together and deploy it over your home to protect it during a wildfire. Um, that's kind of how I started the business. My dad had this idea uh, 15, 20 years ago, and, you know, the fires just kept getting worse and worse over the years. And that uh, I decided to jump in and help them. And I have an engineering background, so we kind of engineered it and came up with a patent and a design. Um, our secondary service that we do we spray the Foscheck fire retardant that you see dropping out of the planes, the red dye with the red dye in it. Um, they make it for uh, home use in a clear form so people can spray the perimeter of their home, all the uh, real thick brush. Um, it kind of creates like an invisible force field around your house. Um, and the fire retardant will last uh, six to eight months until it rains. Um, so we do a little bit of that. And then uh, home hardening, you know, we help people cut back brush and create that defensible space between your home and give advice on what to do and what not to do. You know, have an evacuation plan, a safety kit and all your, uh, you know, your documents and things when it's time to go. Um, so really just educating people, giving them the information, um, what to do in an emergency, people to contact. Um, and then if they need our help, we will come out and help them. We can do preventative stuff or a day of emergency things if we can get in and help you. Okay, so there's lots to unpack there. So let me go back. So Foscheck, that's the retardant that they drop from the airplanes. And I live in Ramona, so we have uh, Cal Fire flying out of the Ramona airport. So we see those planes when there's a, I know when there's a fire because there's planes just launching um, over my house all day long. So, but uh, the red dye is really there for the pilots to see where the previous drop had been laid so that they can um, build on that. So you can easily spray that retardant without the dye and because um, that dies a mess, I've seen houses that were hit with it, and they didn't burn, but it but it was it was kind of a mess to get rid of. So, uh, so really, your core product is a fire retardant house cover, which I like how you described it because that's how I looked at it. Was kind of like when a home gets tented for fumigation. So if there's a fire, um, your clients uh, will notify you that they're worried about their home, and your crews will come out and and bag up this house. Is that how it works? Yeah, typically, and typically the idea about it is not to like throw it over a home right in front of a fire. Typically what will happen during big fires is uh, they'll tell people they got to evacuate. You know, you have an hour or two and then usually the fire comes through. And um, so, you know, we like to get ahead of the fire where people are evacuating and then we can deploy our thing over the home. We can do it in an emergency situation where we have a quicker way we do it. 
Um, but that's typically how it works. I love it. Now, do you ever, um, I know that you also sell smaller ones for cars or RVs or boats. Um, is this something that you would recommend that people just store at their property and do it themselves? Or, or is it for the house, it's something a little more complicated than what a homeowner could do? Um, you know, really, it's not that complicated. If, if a homeowner, you know, wanted to buy one, you could put it together yourself. It's not that complicated. Okay. Um, but a lot of people do buy the um, covers for cars, boats, propane tanks, uh, wood piles. I mean, you name it. And, uh, you know, you just keep it in your garage. And uh, when you need it, you throw it over and uh, secure it down. And uh, the material lasts a long time. You know, you could, it could last 10 or 20 years if you take good care of it. Okay. Now, um, one of the big problems, of course, are the wind-driven embers. That's what really spreads the fires. It's not just a fire, the front line of the fire burning. And that's what uh, we have to look out for. The fire could be miles away, literally, but the, the wind can be so strong, the Santa Ana winds, that those embers can uh, really travel. So that's what sets something adjacent to your house on fire and then uh, sets your house on fire, correct? Yep. Yeah. So you, wanna, um, you want to get ahead of this well before the fire is in your neighborhood. Um, and that you touched on home hardening. So we've been um, really trying to get the word out about a new disclosure law that went into effect this year called AB 38. And it really affects sellers of a property. They need to disclose now uh, whether or not their home uh, was built prior to 2010. Because in 2010, new fire, um, the building code was changed to protect homes against uh, spreading fires and embers that are wind driven. Um, but it's incumbent on all of us as homeowners to keep defensible space around our house. That way, embers, if they do land on our property, there's less fuel to ignite and catch the house on fire. So it's really important that even if you're not involved in a transaction, that you uh, comply with this because Cal Fire could come by and find you just because you have too much vegetation or, or, or combustible materials stored by your house. So how can you, people can reach out to you, Chaz, and help with um, hardening their home or to do clearance for a defensible space? Yes, yes. <clears throat> you know, the main, uh, the main goal is to get that zero to 30 feet away from your home. Um, you know, keep trees trimmed away from the top of the house, keep gutters and uh, things clean. Now, then the other alternative is they have these fireproof uh, vents. So basically right. you can you can install the fireproof vents that will you know, block the embers from coming in. You know, and then really just keep all the uh, anything that's laying around that could catch fire. You know, put it away and store it, and uh, just keep things away from the home that could catch fire. That's what I tried to tell people. It's at zero to thirty feet from the home. Yeah, and don't think that because your house was built after twenty ten that you're in the clear because whoever landscaped it, even in 2011, that was still 10 years ago. Trees may have grown significantly, shrubs, um, all sorts of stuff may have grown up again uh, around your house. And so it, it maybe it wasn't vulnerable when it was constructed, but now because of um, vegetation, it has become vulnerable. So we have uh, we have a lot of information um, that that we're pushing out to agents. So we can we can go deep into AB thirty eight. But just to let everybody know, it is something that is super important now, especially with all these wire, wildfires and insurance companies dropping you. Um, I believe there's going to come a time where they simply won't cover you unless you are in compliance. Um, well, that's really cool. Okay, so let's say um, I subscribe as as a new client with you, and there's a fire that starts up. 
when would I call you? Would you come out or do I proactively have you spray my yard like every June or how does that work? So if I want to reduce the risk of something spreading, even before we bag the house, um, walk me through that. Like how would that work if I was your client? So typically I tell people if you're going to spray like one time a year, um, usually the beginning of July when it started getting real hot and we're not going to get any rain, um, I typically will spray the perimeter of the home um, once a year. Um, and then I'll last you through the whole summer. It'll last you six to eight months until a big rain comes. Um, the new uh, fire retardant will hold up um, if we get a little rain, like two to four inches. Um, so it'll hold up even if you get a little bit. Uh, but typically in July, August, people are getting their home sprayed and uh, doing the small things like, you know, cut back the brush and trimming things. And I always ask people to do that first, you know, cut back and uh, do all the little stuff you can. And then I come in and, and top it off with the spray. Um, and that's preventative because, you know, in an emergency situation, you could be, I could be an hour away. I might right. not be able to get there in time or the roads could be blocked off or this or that. Um, but if there was an emergency, all my clients know um, to call me. And I have a, an app called Pulse Point that people can download for free. And it'll alert you when there's a fire in your area. And I get alerts for all my areas or my, where my customers are. And I usually tip them off before they even know. Okay. Now, uh, Foz check. can it be sprayed on the house itself, like the eaves? And um, maybe, I don't know if you have a cabin that has wood siding or, God forbid, you have wood shake roof anymore because it's so flammable. But is this something that you can actually spray on the house and protect it for six months? Typically, you would not spray it on the house. It's okay. only made for the brush. It's only going to last on the brush for, you know, uh, the six to eight months. It actually could stain the house. Okay. You might not be able to get it off. Um, in an emergency situation where the fire is right there and you have no other, re you know, option, mm -hmm. we could spray the house, you know, if it was wood or, uh, you know, wood roof or something. But, no, it's not meant for the house. It's meant okay. for the brush, the trees, okay. and uh everything surrounding the home. Okay. That's good to know. Um, all right. So one thing is for sure is that even if you could spray the house or you spray your vegetation, it doesn't stop embers from getting in through those old gable or dormer vents that had a big wire mesh. Those were the, the mesh behind it. The wire cloth was really meant to keep rodents and birds out of your attic. Right. That, but that quarter inch opening um, won't stop embers from blowing in there. And that's the problem is that even if your house has a tile roof and stucco siding and you've trimmed back everything and you think you're good, windblown embers can still get into your attic or blow up under the open ends of the tile. So that's where home hardening comes into play, where you're actually reducing uh, the likelihood that embers can penetrate that outside shell of your house. Because once a fire starts in your attic, and gets going, it's very, very hard to put out. So um, Chaz's company can come in and help you retrofit those vents um, or replace them with ember resistant vents. Uh, and also around your crawl space, if you have them around the ground, if your house is on a raised foundation uh, and it has vents along the side, you want to take a look at those as well. Are there any other uh, tips, Chaz, of how people or what other components of the home they may want to upgrade to help harden it? Um, you know what I see a lot of people doing that you don't usually think about. There's a, uh, they're called rain gutter covers. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff, debris will fall in your rain gutter and people typically don't clean them out, but once a year, um, there's like a, a mesh cover that you can put over the top of rain gutters so that no debris gets in there. And so that definitely 
would help if a fire did start and you know yeah. things were falling on your roof. We see that we see that same scenario underneath solar panels. Everyone has solar panels now, but needles from a nearby tree, eucalyptus, pine tree, whatever it is, end up accumulating under solar panels. Now those typically are still on top of um, tile, which is good. It's it's less likely it's going to burn through the tile. But we see solar panels installed on flat roofs, and if you get a big enough pile of dead, dry leaves burning, it's going to burn through that rolled asphalt, torch down, whatever kind of roofing material you have on that flat roof. So make sure that when you clean your gutters at least once a year, that you're also taking the time to clean that debris out from that has accumulated underneath your solar panels if you have them. Yeah, then, you know, the other big thing, and most people don't think about this either, is trees. All the debris around the bottom of a tree, you know, if anything falls, you know, and that catches that tree on fire, then all of a sudden the fire's off and running. So a lot of people, I tell people, you know, not only cut the trees down in the brush, but you need to make sure the ground is clean and clear so that nothing will, you know, catch that tree on fire and kind of start a canopy up. up. Um, so that's another big one that I always tell people. Correct. And um, there's two things you had mentioned also having a plan to um, to evacuate, which is very, very important, because if you remember the Cedar Fire or any of the other big fires we've had in San Diego, very often the communication system gets overwhelmed and you may not be able to pick up your cell phone and call your family or friends and let them know where you are. And everybody's just evacuating in such a hurry that if you have a plan, then people don't get so worried and maybe even try and go find you in your house, put themselves in danger. So the County of San Diego does provide a, uh, a disaster planning booklet that you can get for free. You can also download it as a PDF from um, San Diego County.gov. And um, it's all about disaster preparedness. And you can have a plan, have people you can contact, um, maybe meet up places where you plan on meeting up. If you have horses, where are you going to take them? Have a few different options on where you can evacuate to, and that way your friends and family can meet up there as well. So even if the communication system's out, you're going to be able to find your loved ones. And um, also grab bags. You had touched on that, which is uh, bags or containers that you keep in your garage that have some non-perishable food items, um, some bottled water, toilet paper, hygiene, first aid kit, and you can just buy bins really inexpensively at a big box store and have those in your garage ready to go because fires can come really fast and you want to have, um, you know, pet carriers, kennels that are assembled and ready to go um, and grab that stuff and go so that you're comfortable and you're safe. Um, but call Chaz before you leave your house so his crew can come out and cover your house with uh, with uh, what is the name of the blanket, the, the commercial name? Oh, uh, you know, we just called, my dad uh, named it the Fuego Factor One. Um, <laughs> the company's called Urban Tech. Um, so that's basically, you know, what. It, this is proprietary stuff here, right? So, yeah. um, Chaz, what? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to tell people the, you know, the, uh, the blankets are made out of like a carbon fiber felt. It's similar to like a welder's blanket material. And it's really durable. It will never catch on fire. It doesn't burn. It holds up to over 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit. It blocks the heat out so your house won't get hot. Um, typically, they use this type of material um, in airplanes, cars, anything that's heat-related that, that needs to hold up against heavy heat. Um, they use carbon fiber felt. Um, so that's the material that we're using, actually, to put over the home. I love it. That's really, really cool. Um, all right. 
So Chaz, one last comment I want to make is that right after that first fire in 03, when I first moved to Ramona, one of the first things I did was buy a big fireproof safe and buy one that's as big as you can afford because they never seem to be big enough once you start thinking about all the stuff you want to save because we all may have a plan of what we want to take in the event of a fire. But what if you're not home? And that stuff is there vulnerable and there's no opportunity to go get those pictures or those documents. Those are things that should always be stored in a fireproof safe. And um, first of all, it will give you peace of mind when you're traveling or just away from home at work that your super valuable stuff, extra jewelry that you're not wearing or computers when you're traveling, you know, they're safe and secure. But in worst case scenario, uh, God forbid your house does burn down. They have a much better chance of surviving if they're in a fireproof safe. So um, I know this this has nothing to do with urban tech, but that uh, that is something that that we did and it gave me great peace of mind to know that those valuable pictures, the irreplaceable pictures and documents are going to be safe, even if they shut down my neighborhood and I can't get to my house to get them. So, Chaz, why don't you let everybody know how they can get a hold of you and urban tech? What's your preferred method of being contacted? And um, hopefully we'll get some people to take you up on the products that you offer. But typically, if you just call me, you know, my phone number is 619-823-5192. Um, you know, text me, call me, um, or just reach out to me from the website on the Contact Us page. And that's www.urbntek.com. Yep. All right, Chaz. Well, thank you so much. That was great information. I highly recommend everybody go to his website. Look at those videos. Uh, if nothing else, it's a great reminder of how quickly fires can spread and consume entire neighborhoods and things spread from house to house so quickly. And even the, the best built homes are vulnerable to fires. They burn with such intensity that um, it's really scary how quickly they can become engulfed in flames. So check it out. Chaz, thank you again. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Real Estate Uncovered with the Real Estate Inspection Company. Connect with us at sdinspect.com or call 800-232-5180. If you haven't done so already, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks again and catch you next time.